0: Episode seventy-seven, dear. Mm-hmm. The Sontaran experiment. Uh, don't know what's in this episode. Could be anything. Last we saw our TARDIS team, they were transmitting down from Nerva Beacon to well, Nerva Station. Sorry, the Nerva yeah. Station down to uh, Earth to make sure everything was okay. But uh, so what? Mm-hmm. The, what? The, what? What? What happened? uh well
1: probably some suntaran stuff um also some sultana stuff yeah also they land on earth in a field and there's like orbs everywhere and harry keeps coming in and out but he's like what the fuck and sarah on the other hand is yelling from across the field and harry goes to help and the doctor goes hey y'all fuck off go touch some grass and they're like well okay and apparently they're close to some city so they're like, go find it. But everything here is gone and dead. It's been so fucking long. Who cares? Uh, Sarah hears a sound and something up on the mountain. And they go, <laughs> and Harry's like, fuck off. Nothing was there. And then the doctor is being sniped, though, from far away from humans. I called them human things because I wasn't sure if they were humans yet. Uh, Henry gets, Harry gets killed and Sarah screams about it one astronaut goes to talk to another and they're like we got to go find out what's going on sarah is like the hole is not a trap and then leaves harry by himself the astronaut on the doctor runs off when the local mobile 5g hotspot uh drives up but too bad him running away gets him killed and the doctor's like oh i heard something and walks over to it and then the other crew walk up and they're like wow you fucking killed him because of course Sarah is now alone and has found the doctor's sonic screwdriver he left behind. We also see that the crew is that the space crew is dragging the doctor off while a I called him a gorilla operative because he just kind of seemed like he was trying to sneak around and shit. I don't know. And and then Sarah Boy. runs back to the hole and Harry's gone. Well, the doctor's coming to with their camp and they're like, well, let's burn him so he talks. And then Sarah's pulling trees around and hearing noises Harry is climbing around caves and shit but uh Sarah gets captured by the gorilla dude while the high uh, 5g hotspot drives to go check it out and then his name is Roth IRA and he saved her but he's also apparently scared of the hotspot and he's like it serves something on the rocks and Sarah wants to go to the rocks but IRA is like no so the doctor of course is thought to be lying and they're like, you killed our crewmate, but Earth is all fucked up, so there's no way you could have gotten here. Also, the thing you're talking about does not exist. Uh, so of course, no one believes him. Uh, and it's like Atlantis, and no one believes in Nerva. And a Doctor notices a camera on one of their suits, and he's like, Ugh! and then we see a weird meat hand command the hot spot to activate. So everyone is just trying to figure out weird. what's up.
0: Hook hand meat hand car door.
1: Yes. IRA is still freaked out for some reason and dealing with some shit and thinks his leader is working with the rocks so like what's the proof we had a distress signal from here and we came to look for it and the ship was vaped so like what the fuck and the doctor's like I can help you get off the planet and the leader's like you and Nerva fucked us what the fuck and then IRA runs by and the entire crew's like oh shit follows and that lets Sarah get the doctor free Uh, But IRA, Ira ran away, and so did the doctor, and they all run off to the pit area, and Henry couldn't have gotten out on his own, right? So where'd he go? And the doctor's like, I smell alien footprints. So the doctor just falls into the pit, and he's gone, but then 5G is here, and this is okay. Harry is like, huh, what? That's, for a second, we cut back to the doctor dead, but also he's not dead. And also Harry sees Sarah and Ira tied up and being pulled towards the Epcot ball, and then it opens up, and a Santaren walks out, and that's
0: it. Oh my God, Santarens! Who would have thought that there's Santarens in this episode? Why, mm-hmm. I what? A, what a surprise! I never what. Uh, so, uh, it goes <laughs> goes kind of without saying, but um. They were not exactly happy with the name the Sontaran Experiment. The writers, uh-huh. Bob Baker and Dave Martin, they were not happy with it because it, you know, completely spoils the identity you of the don't villain, say. What being a cliffhanger and everything. But you know, it's not really up to them. Um mm-hmm. This story is kind of one of those incredibly subtle and easy to miss, and also isn't really key to the the the, the plot sort of episodes about uh colonialism in a sense. Uh probably the most obvious way that it is is through the fact that all the Galsec astronauts are uh, played by uh m- mostly played by South African actors who use their native accents. Um part of that was because the writers Bob Baker and Dave Martin were interested in how language evolves uh over time with cultural cross-pollination and everything. And they believed that uh, the culture and racial mix of South Africa was an indication of how language might sound in the future. Sort of mm-hmm. like a well, here is a, a a current real life example of like what a blending of cultures has come to sound like. So, what could it like sort of a, a shorthand for the blending of cultures in the future? Because remember, we're like like fifteen thousand years, like thirteen thousand years in the future right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty, pretty, pretty far, pretty far into the future. It's a uh, pretty, pretty, pretty far. Um. Uh, another thing, which is the most important thing that I kind of led into this episode, is that um, uh, during the shooting of this and in episode two, you can see and hear the exact moment when it happens. Uh, Tom Baker broke his collarbone. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, in episode two, when he fights with. Uh, Styre, Styre knocks him over, and you can hear Tom Baker shout, "Going like ah!" And then you hear a large crack, and that's his collarbone cracking. Mm. Um, he finished the scene, which involved him laying down, uh, against the rock still, and sort of talking to Styre, and then standing up and talking to Styre. He finished the scene still, um, but for the majority of scenes after. Uh, thank God he had a large scarf because you could always tell when the scarf was like completely covering his neck so you couldn't see it. Uh, that's because it was concealing the neck brace he had to wear. Um supposedly, uh they where they were filming was so far away from a hospital, uh Robert Holmes was absolutely terrified that he had just lost his main actor and would have to recast him. Yeah. Um Thankfully, the injury wasn't that severe. Uh, it was uh, just a simple, you know, broken collarbone that he could recover from. It wouldn't, wasn't like, wouldn't prevent him from acting, uh, mm-hmm. thankfully. Uh, for the action scenes, though, for the rest of the story, he was doubled by the regular stunt performer, Terry Walsh, who was also the stunt performer for John Pertwee a lot, so he was used to a curly wig. Um, so basically, a lot of the time, basically every action scene in this episode, when you see... Can't see the doctor's face. It's the stunt man, um, because yeah, this was uh 'cause because this was the very second episode they actually recorded after Planet of the Spiders, because you know production schedules and everything, um. So they imagine going to film like your first proper episode with your new team and everything, and on the first day, your lead actor fucking breaks his neck. Yeah. Um. Not a good. Not a good. Not good. Um. Uh, other things as well. Uh, Glenn Jones, who played the astronaut Kranz, uh also wrote the first Doctor episode, The Space Museum. If you remember that one. Uh, uh, making yeah. him one of the only five people who have both written for and acted in Doctor Who. Uh, the others we'll get to in time. Um, what else is there? Uh, this story initially came about because... Um, uh, oh, that's right. This, this story initially came about because Robert Holmes absolutely hated six-part stories. Um, he hated them because he always said that they were padded. Um, uh, so he was like, he just wants like quick, good stories to get to the point. Uh, so for season 12, he wanted one four-part story and one two-part story, uh, with Christopher Langley's space station already in the works, which unfortunately fell apart. So, but he, but while he was doing that, he looked at uh, Baker and Martin to fill the gap with the two-episode one. Um, as an outline, Holmes asked them to set it on Earth and bring back the Sontarans. Uh Supposedly, uh, they had a three-hour conversation about the, the sort of uh, culture and history of the Sontarans, because Robert Holmes, again, wrote The Time Warrior, so he wanted to bring them back. Uh, although Dave Martin and, and Bob Bark- uh, Baker. All they wanted to know was that he was a f- squat froggy thing. He <laughs> was a toad-looking mm-hmm. motherfucker. That's all they really wanted to know. Um, but, yes, this is... You'll, you'll like Robert Holmes's story style. He very much is the type of, like, I don't want a long story, I don't want a six-part story, unless you have a story that justifies six parts. Like, a... If, if you are making a six-part story just for the sake of having a six-part story, get out of my fucking face. I don't want to see it. Um, but, yes, this is the Sontaran experiment. Uh, again, the Sontarans change their look every time they appear. Uh, the reason he looks different in this one is because the original latex they had for the head uh, was going to be too heavy for him uh, because the actor was uh, having, unfortunately having a lot of health problems at the time, and uh, if the mask is too heavy, he wouldn't be able to breathe and would probably collapse, which, uh, considering he unfortunately died not long after this, Mm -hmm. uh, would have been entirely possible that he would have collapsed on set and they would have been in serious trouble. Uh, So that's why he looks different in this one, which is kind of funny because Sarah points out and goes, he looks identical to (laughs) Lynx who was the last... Sontar and it's like, they're very clearly different looking, but it's like whatever, whatever Uh they look different the next time they come back and the time after that, and then it's only in the new series when they get um, fucking uh, consistent look because, you know, budgets uh, but yeah, what mm-hmm. happens in the second part, dear, the final part yeah, I'm so happy
1: um it's not the, the Sontar- Tar- 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 that we saw the first <laughs> time and he's like oh so look it's hilarious. a girl this is weird and then all of them are apparently identical but not the same and he's here for a military assessment IRA doesn't want to be tortured so he runs off and gets killed making Sarah scream back to the doctor in the hole uh. being found by the crew again he's like oh good Harry he comes down the rocks finds another IRA dude captured and chained to the wall back at the hole 5g rolls up uh and the crew's weapons do nothing so they get captured doctor is still slowly climbing out of the hole finds another hole and goes inside it instead Uh, meanwhile the suntan is like where are you from what are you doing here and she's like earth and he's like bitch you lie and harry is has a large (laughs) stick now and is fucking around while the doctor is in the rocks fucking around so let's go free sarah but whenever we get close there's a barrier thing and the doctor sees the Santarin reporting back to the others. And it was like his whole plan to lure humans here. So let's go look in on Sarah from our Kandara system. And notice that there's a snake puppet hanging out. And then we start seeing oatmeal eat her feet. You know, things she's scared of. But then the doctor is here and pulls the thing off her head. And she just kind of passes out and she's dead. Then the Santarin shows up, cool. slaps the doctor, tricks it and he tricks it into thinking harry is behind him so he runs away but he shoots the doctor and i guess he's dead now the 5g has brought the crew now as prisoners and the leader is like "Ah, you said i'd save you'd save me and he's like yeah you're a fucking traitor fuck off henry finds the doctor again and sarah and makes a run around for a bit back to the dead prisoner Uh, Harry is now sneaking up behind the Sontaran, but gets stopped by the doctor, and then they walk away because the doctor put something in his jacket, uh, basically a bulletproof vest. Wait, why are they here? We should find that out. Doctor leaves, back to the ship to fuck around, but 5G wants to stop the doctor. All the crew is trying to save the leaders from being crushed. Too bad he left a knife just at arm distance. Apparently, they want to invade the entire Earth, but they need the experiments to finish. So the doctor is going to use him in combat with his big stick. And Harry is like, OK, I'll do this other thing. And the doctor's like, these crewmates are our slaves. You fight me. And they're like, OK. And we have a dramatic stick knife fight. And then Sarah and Harry have free the crew and everyone runs back to the ship and get inside. And then the crew comes to help and everyone is beating up on the dude. As well as Harry steals the thing from the ship and runs away. And then we go back to the ship and the doctor's like, let's run fast because shit and smoke is pouring out of there. And the Sartan's head just fucking deflates. And then the ship explodes and something, bleep, something bleep, bleep, energy bleep, bleep, bleep. ate him. And then the doctor is dealing with the army dude on the computer. And he's like, hey, you can't blow us up because you didn't finish your science experiments. And he's like, no dessert for you. And he's like, okay. By then. And then there's they're just gonna beam back up without the without the fucking crew. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well the crew wanted to stay down there anyway. Mm-hmm. That, but yeah, that's that's, that's that's uh that's it. That's it's a nice short two part episode, not one you gonna really get used to. Uh technically there are two parters in uh, the the eighties, but uh, Those two-parters are misleading because they're 45-minute long episodes, so pulling mm-hmm. <laughs> them the same as these two-parters is a bit misleading. The last time we had a simple two-part episode was The Rescue, which was episode 11 of the series, if you remember that one. That was the one where Vicky was introduced. Yeah. Uh, That was the last two-part episode we ever watched, and this is also the last one we ever will watch, technically. Oh, damn, I guess Black Orchid also but that's we'll get to that one that one's an interesting one (laughs) so the Sontaran experiment what how did you enjoy the Windows XP uh home desktop dear
1: like a four I I don't know it was just a lot like I'm happy that we got a short episode right but at the same time I know that literally is just shoving a ton of stuff into two parts very quickly and there was just so much going on that it was hard to just follow along sometimes legitimately i don't know it was kind of frustrating
0: i don't know i kind of agree there are some things that it kind of just glosses over and that's kind of due to the fact that like robert holmes came in after this episode was written and like rewrote a whole heap of it like the, he dropped a subplot in the second half of the episode where, like, it would be revealed that, uh, uh, Stire was controlling Voril's mind, and that's why he was, like, leading his, his, uh, friends to Steyr to help out with experiments and stuff, and, like, there's, like, all these other subplots, and, like, he just cut them all out, because it was like, it's only two episodes, cut it all out. Um, there are still some things in there, like, uh, Voril having the camera on him and, like, being a traitor. It's like, why is this in here? This yeah. doesn't change the story in any way. Like, take it out. Like, all it does is serve to just add more shit to it. Um, You could have very easily taken it out or done something with it. Um, But they didn't really do much to it. Uh, but that's the Sontaran experiment. Uh, We go from a two-part episode... To a six part episode, mm. one of, if not the best six part episode or just episode in general of uh, classic Doctor Who, uh, where honestly honestly the show goes from being a pretty fun science fiction show to uh, kind of a kind of a staple and an institution and in a lot of people's minds. Uh, Genesis of the Daleks. Oh, good. Uh, they're back, and we're going to the beginning of them. Uh, what? Why are we going to the beginning of them? I don't know. Are we committing war crimes? Maybe. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. possibly. Who knows? Hmm. Um, but yes. Uh, Genesis of the Daleks. Uh. And, and let's have some fun with that do you enjoy having a short little 20 minute podcast dear? yes i want
1: to get a good night's sleep for once
0: you're not allowed to good night mm. dear have a good sleep dear good night goodbye everybody everyone say good night dear